Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to a special episode of Another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity out in Denver. And the reason this episode is so special is that it's we've been dubbing this our live program, and it's not, we don't have the technology to be live, but this is was recorded at a house party that we had in Vancouver, Washington, which is just over the river from Portland. And it was recorded there, and it was the, it was probably the 10th house party that we've had in the spring and summer. We had a bunch of house parties instead of traditional book tours. We invited and about 100 women, and anywhere from 55 to 90 women, I guess, showed up. And we mingled, and we read, and we had amazing giveaways, and we mingled some more. And it was just really great fun. And so we wanted to be able to share that with you, the listener, And so we had Jonah, our producer there, and he recorded the show. So you'll hear it as it happened, uh, complete with the side comments because we were all mic'd up. So there are some things that you can, you, the listener can hear that the people at the, at the event probably didn't hear. Yeah. It was really, I mean, it's, it's been such a blast. I mean, to be able to connect with these women and and I guess, you know, the Minnesotan in me wants to put out like we, when we first um, went to compile Evite list for this, we were basically like, you know, reaching our arms out like octopuses. Like we were going off people who had ordered t-shirts from us or that we'd met before in those cities, or, you know, we tweeted, um, you know, looking for mother runners in Houston or uh, I mean, not Houston, Austin or Annapolis or wherever. Um, we got lists from other mother runner friends. So if you get this and or if you're listening to this and you realize that you were in a city that we hit and you were left off the list, it wasn't intentional by any stretch. Um, it was definitely a little bit like, uh, you know, aim the gun somewhere and let's, let's see where, where what target it lands on, right? Right. Throw out, throw out a net and see what we catch. So it was, yeah, by no yeah. means did we exclude anyone. And, and while we're on that note, we are having... Uh, house parties uh, in September, we're having one outside of Boston. And then in October, we're having one outside of Chicago. So if you live near Concord, Massachusetts or Glen Allen, Illinois, and want to be on our Evite list, please email us at runmother at gmail.com and we will send you out an Evite and we will be happy to see you this fall. So, but let's, let's think back. Let's, you know, turn on our little bloop, 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 bloop <laughs> machine that takes us back in time to the first party we had was in Austin, Texas. And, and I guess their house party was a little bit of a misnomer because it was at the at a theater it was at the kind of the rec room of uh trisha minnick who is um a prolific blogger and she hosted us at her condo complex so that was that was pretty awesome amazing seating right dimity yeah yeah i mean it was this so we walked in and it was this theater i mean they must show movies there um you know during the week or something like that i mean there was probably 50 seats and and then this huge screen behind us but the great thing was it was like stadium seating yeah um, and so everyone could just kind of sit and listen to us they didn't have to like pull up a rug and and you know be uncomfortable for half an hour so 
I wish we would have had some, you know, popcorn and, and stuff to pass out. We had, we had better snacks than popcorn actually, but it definitely had a movie feel to it, but that was really fun. And we had the women um, from Trek there, which was great um, mm-hmm. because they're one of our sponsors and they actually brought a bike, which is the only time we were able to bring a bike mm-hmm. to kind of showcase it and show what, um, what great cross training spinning your legs is. So, but we definitely always have great wheels at the, at each of our house parties. We always have, a mountain buggy terrain uh, jogging stroller that we give away. It's one of the amazing prizes that we give away at each of the house parties. And so that's always fun. Nice, big. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's huge. That's like a $500 stroller that we're, and, and we have um, two giveaway, like kind of jars. So one is if you get to push, you have to still push your offspring. And one is if you don't, and the one we, I, I found little pictures. So the one, um, if you want to enter the one that you want to push your offspring, it's a picture of the mountain buggy stroller. And if you don't want to, it's a woman with her arms all triumphant raised. <laughs> the finish line. Um, and, uh, Hey, can can I interject for a second? The whole Minnesota nice thing also reminds me that at Austin, you're like, oh, I so want to rig it so that Trisha, the host of the party, wins the stroller. And you were just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. My face won't allow me to pull it off. They'll know I'm lying. <laughs> I have no poker face. I mean, she needed a stroller badly. And of course, I would love to give a stroller to every mother who wants to run because, you know, that just helps the cause. But yeah, I'm, uh, if, if you ever end up at a poker table with me, you're pretty much sure to walk away with all my money. because <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing there. Yeah, yeah. So and from then from Austin, we moved on to Atlanta or outside of Atlanta, we were in Lithium Springs at um, t- the home of um, someone Tish, who is a good friend of Kristen Chase of uh, Cool Mom Picks and Cool Mom Tech. So Kristen and Tish were the co-hosts of that party and and Divinity, I think what one memory that stands out for us from that was um, we got out that we had no idea how long the traffic would take since Atlanta traffic is so notorious. So we got out to Lithium Springs, what, like 20 minutes early and we sat in a oh, parking lot? Than, I think it was more like 45. We we're like, we can't go yet because we arrived like two, two and a half hours early to set everything up and put together um, our amazing giveaway bags and all that. And so we literally, we drove into like their little, you know, subdivision and then they had like another rec center, a smaller one than Trisha had, but like a pool and a little building. And we just pulled into that parking lot and sat there for like 25 minutes. Like I ate your snacks from, cause you had driven down from the Boston marathon right? and you had snacks left over. And I'm like, I, I think I need something to eat. And I was like, you know, you know, bowing down on the, what was it? It was the, um, oh, those, those nummy goldfish that have marshmallows in them. Right? Oh yeah. They were from, I had stopped at my, were they, were they Teddy Grahams? I can't remember. No, it was that I'd stopped at my friend Vicky's house in Charlotte, North Carolina. And so she has three small kids. So she was just giving me all sorts of like total kid type snacks. And they were, they were, I think they were like chocolate and marshmallow goldfish or something they like that. They, they must be, they must be like a test market or something because I've never seen them any other time. Yeah, so so you were doing that and then I was like stretching, you know, my calf as you know, standing on the curb and stretching and everything because I'd been in the car basically for three straight days after running the marathon. So um, yeah, and we had, yeah we had a great time at that. Is that where we met Heather who ran? 26.2 the same day as Boston? No, that was, we met her at the next party, which was in Chapel Hill. So, but we met, oh. um, like at, in Atlanta, we met Lorraine from Ask Wifey. We met um, Smitha, who's faux run, at Faux Runner on Twitter. Um, oh, and um, Meredith from Swim Bike Mom, mm-hmm. who was hilarious, uh, yeah. as her blog is. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, that was, that was, I mean, they've all been good parties. And I'm um, like, I mean, before this, I, you know, full disclosure, Sarah and I were like, okay, let's remember some names and remember what happened. And, <laughs> you know, we leave every party just like on cloud nine. I mean, Sarah, you described me once as like, it's like you're at a wedding because you can just walk up and talk to anyone. You know that they're psyched to talk to you, right? <laughs> right. I don't, that, was a, that was a good analogy on my part. I like that. It is It is that way because I just, you know, I'll be like, oh, I need to mingle. I'm just going to walk up to this group and insert myself into the conversation. And it's, I mean, just everyone, all eyes turn to you. It's pretty awesome. So that, I mean, that's fun. And it's also, but then, and then, you know, like zooming out a little bit, the cool thing is, is a lot of people come by themselves and mm-hmm. they're but they know that they're going to have something in common with people. And that's, you know, and that's what we talk about when, you know, you want to find a running buddy and you go to a running club and you don't know anyone, you got to get out of your comfort zone just a little bit. But then, you know, I mean, I remember, I mean, a couple of times me being kind of the, I will take control person that I am, um, you know, they say, I'm looking for a buddy. And I'm like, you know, who's looking for a running buddy? And someone will raise their hand and I'm looking for it in, you know, at Jonestown or whatever. And, and, um, and, uh, and then I say, who, you know, who's running in Jonestown? And all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're hooked up. Right. Um, you're, so, uh, you're strong I, I like arm matchmaking. Yeah. 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm on, I'm on runmothermatch.com. <laughs> new business we're starting. Right. 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 And that Atlanta party, I like the fact that they had beer at that one. So, uh, cause usually we have wine and it was like, Oh, Corona with lime. Yeah. I could go for some of that. So and they had really good, um, appetizers too. I, I want to say those little, you know, little bits of like um, bruschetta mm-hmm. with was it pesto mm-hmm. on it or something, but I ate probably 12 of those after everyone left. I was so hungry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really remember that they had um, little uh, like crazy salads on a stick. So they had a little bit of mozzarella, oh, tomato, oh, and then a uh, yeah basil leaf. That was awesome. Yeah. 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 So it was, there was no bread. It was cheese and basil and a tomato. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was good. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. Can you tell we're hungry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and balsamic drizzle over it too. Mm-hmm. That's the balsamic. Yeah. Otherwise it would be a little dry. <laughs> so, um, so from there then, I'm pretty sure after that was, my, my memory gets a little hazy, but I think then we moved on to Chapel Hill. And, yep. mm-hmm, yeah. And Met so th- super fan Jolene, who is adorable. She's the one that jumped for joy when in her driveway when she got trained like a mother. Oh, that's the cutest um, picture ever. Yeah. Yeah. And then we met um, Jen Martin, who ended up <laughs> then two days later running the, the triathlon uh, in barefoot because she brought two left shoes with her to the race. <laughs> yeah, that was an, um, what would another mother runner do? Yeah. And so and it was at that party that we met Heather, who uh, ran 26.2 miles in her own North Carolina town, which doesn't have a ton of roads in it, as I recall her telling me. And so that she, well, on the same day as Boston, which was also hot in North Carolina, she ran 26.2 miles by herself, like these loops of her town. And she had friends join her on occasion, but it was pretty much a solo venture. And that was that was pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, I remember we went for a run the morning after the party, and yeah, the shoulder was about um, as wide as my shoulders. That was definitely like I felt like we were on tobacco roads, and like the Dukes of Hazard were going to come screaming around the corner at any moment, right? <laughs> exactly. Not okay, that we're okay, we get a single file. We won't, you know, we won't talk. Don't don't run us over, please. Right. Not that we're stereotyping or anything, but no, uh... no, I know. No, no offense to anyone, in North Carolina. That was just the. And there's never, you know, there's never any good roads near hotels. I mean, we were staying at like, what, a comfort inn or something like that. Yeah. And I, that's my experience across the country is, you know, if you're staying at a budget inn, like, you know, <laughs> it's not like you're going to have these amazing, beautiful roads right next to it. You're usually near an interstate or something like that. And you just kind of have to 
wind around and find something. Exactly. Running on an access road does not make for the most picturesque, you know, safe runs in the world. Um, So from Chapel Hill, then we went on to, um, gosh, would next up have been Chevy Chase? No, no, no. Minneapolis, St. Paul. How could we forget? Oh, my goodness. It's Stephanie's it's house. Twinkies. It's Twin Cities. We, mini no place. We can't forget <laughs> mini no place. So, I mean, that one just is, I just, the, the thing I, you know me, I'm all about kind of matching and coordinating and that sort of thing. So I really felt like Stephanie went above and beyond with her just showering the place with orange to match the cover of Train Like a Mother. And th- she planted orange pansies in planters out in front of her house she got orange balloons that were waiting out in front orange bouquets you know i mean orange she had about 50 copies of our book up on the mantelpiece which was very cool oh so cool yeah 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 Yeah. so i mean as a person who has no cleverness for that sort of thing i don't you know hold it against the host who didn't do that type of stuff but i just because i have none of that i admire that so greatly in people so stephanie really went just she she scored an A plus on the the decorative effect of the whole thing. Yeah. So now I got to throw in another side here because I just have to um, absolutely affirm that you don't think that way because <laughs> it still rolls around in my mind. Um, at the retreat, like you had a pair of capri. You you were like we were like kind of dressing for night when the sun falls. We're in Seattle. Um, and, and you were like, um, okay, well, but I have, the, we had our, another run like a mother shirts, a long sleeve, you know, bamboo, kind of a, a light blue color. Um, and you're like, but I only have my running skirt to wear. And I'm like, Sarah, where are the capris that you came in? They're like these nice, no, you just you know, kept saying, you just kept saying, where are the capris? And I thought, oh, well, I packed a pair of yoga capris. How does she know that? <laughs> And you you made these gray tan ones that looked perfect, you know, casual, yet, you know, kind of sassy. And I mean, I feel like I need to come to your your um, closet and like put little dots on what can go with what, because I think you get so sad and like, okay, if this has orange in it, this must have orange in it. And you know what? I mean, you're not, you're not a candidate for what not to wear. I wish you were about seven steps further to bad dressing because then i mean that would be really fun you're not a bad dress because how many how many steps am i toward bad dressing that's why i said seven i didn't say one i said you're way out you're way out but i'm just saying like you know like because that i mean come on who doesn't date you about being on what not to wear five thousand dollars and shopping in new york oh Can I also say this, Tiffany? It's so funny. Here we were before this, before our little filler part of this podcast started. We were totally worried about not having enough to say. And now Jonah's giving me the wrap it up, wrap it up. Um, Okay, so we also stopped in Minneapolis. We stopped in where else? Seattle, obviously Vancouver, which you're about to hear. Yes, and Um, um, Chevy Chase, which was held at the home of my best friend from high school. So, but one thing I do want to add about the Portland slash Vancouver party, which is it also was not held at a house. It was held at um, Sweet Spot Skirts, which is a really awesome women's own business in downtown Vancouver, Washington, where she makes these um, really brightly colored wraparound reversible skirts that you wear over your bike shorts or over your, you know, kind of capris, your workout capris after you go running, that sort of thing. So I wanted to get that it. kind of hides, hides what your junk in the trunk if you want that, but they're super cute. Like you, you definitely should check them out at sweet spot skirts. Yes. And also um, check out the, if you want more of all this, check out, uh, we have uh, photo albums on our Facebook page from every house party and our Facebook page is run like a mother, the book. So, oh. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, except for we don't have Denver up yet, which is a whole other story, but we'll tell that another time. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I'll put Denver up at some point. I, it's on my mom's camera. That's, that's, and I, you know, that's <laughs> a lot of logistics that I can't, haven't worked out yet. Yeah. A lot of details. But without any further ado, here's our live broadcast. Enjoy it. So first off, I'd like to thank everyone for coming. This is fantastic. This is the biggest house party we've had, and it gives me great pride that it happens in my home turf. So thank you very much. And unlike other house parties that we've had, we are recording some of this for a podcast. How exciting is that? Oh my gosh. Particularly after you've had two generous pours of wine, then it's very exciting. Um, so. so yeah, so I'll t- so um, you guys probably all know about our community, but um, but Run Like a Mother started, as you know, in 2007 with a Nike Women's Marathon, and um, and when we set out to write this book, I told Sarah what what did I tell you? Said I don't want to write just another running book. I- I'm not going to write a book that's no good. A boring. Boring. So I was like. Basically, like, there's so many running books that have workouts and tell you to run this far or run this fast to get your heart rate this high. And it's, they're very clinical and they're very dry. And they, don't, they didn't speak to me as a mother runner. Like, I don't really want to be told what to do anymore because I feel like I, I spend half my day answering these little pint-sized dictators. So I'm like, you know, like, I don't want to go run eight miles at tempo pace. Like, screw you, you know? Um, <laughs> So, uh, so I wanted to write a book, or we wanted to write a book that kind of mimics the way that women talk on a run. Because so, you know, motherhood is so isolating sometimes, and, um, and running is the one time that you can kind of gather with your girlfriend sometimes, right? And you go and you chat about Beyonce. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. 
For $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. Is, you know, losing 40 pounds or whatever she did, like six weeks after she had her baby. And um, like, seriously, she was like back in a unitard on the stage, like what, like six weeks after she had that kid, right? Blue, what's his name, Blue or something? Um, Ivy Blue. Ivy Blue? Ivy Blue. Um, but, you know, so we just wanted a book that kind of spoke to us in the way that we speak to each other um, and still infused a lot of tips and advice and helpful motivation to get you running, but we just didn't want it to, to, um, to be too harsh. And so um, what was cool was that around Run Like a Mother um, gathered this great community, and you guys are all part of it, and that's the most gratifying thing is that we've got this community that is so supportive and so loving and so helpful, and whether you're you know, tackling couch to 5K for the first time, or you're trying to qualify for Boston, like, there's this mutual respect and admiration for each other because we all get up at, you know, 4.30 in the morning, or whatever it happens to be, and get up and get it done, or 5.30, okay, 5.30, 5.30, not 4.30, but, um, <laughs> some of us 4.30, yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, it's, it's so great, and we start our day by taking care of ourselves because one of our biggest things is that just because you had kids or because you have a busy job or whatever, travel a lot, doesn't mean you have to stop taking care of yourself. Like if you don't take care of yourself, nobody else will. And that's really at the heart of what we want to, the message that we want to impart. Um, and so Run Like a Mother, you've got this great community going. And, um, and so Train Like a Mother is the sequel. It's got nine training plans in it, everything from finishing a 5K to setting a PR at the marathon to training on the bike while you're injured which I know a little something about. Um, so, um, so we're going to do a little, running, a little reading from it. Um, and uh, so in, in Run Like a Mother, we had 26.2 chapters, and the point twos were kind of like commercial interruptions, right, between each chapter. So Run Like a Mother, or Train Like a Mother, necessarily would be 13.1, with the point one being the commercial break. And um, so Sarah's going to start. Yes. Um, so... As Dimini said, the uh, point ones are a little bit more humorous, a little bit more um, just uh, frivolous than the rest of the book. So this one that we want to read from is called Aid Stations We'd Like to See. <laughs> and uh, it's by both of us. Um, most aid stations are utilitarian, some water, some sports spring, maybe a gel or an orange slice if you're lucky. The best ones we've seen are at the Nike Women's Marathon where you get a Ghirardelli chocolate although we weren't really interested in taking it at that point, and Dimity shoved one of the chocolates in her bra, <laughs> which is, if, if, if Dimity ever offers you chocolate, don't take it from her. Yeah, well, the and, kids always want something from a trip, right? I'm like, here, here's some chocolate for you. And at the Leadville Trail 100, where there's a veritable buffet of everything salty and sweet, but you have to run 100 miles to get it, so it sort of makes it less appetizing. So this got us thinking about how we could spice up some aid stations. And note, since we're in Never Never Land, uh, it goes without saying that stopping at any of these aid stations would take no time off the race clock. Okay, so the first, the first aid station we like to see is a make-your-own-sign station about two miles from the finish where you could, you could craft your own poster that said, that said something along the lines of, shut the F up. <laughs> I'm not almost there. <laughs> but thank you for being out here anyway. It's always a hard, that's always a hard one to follow up. <laughs> yeah, right. um, you got to start with our like, strongest yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. Um, a station with an espresso machine and the guarantee that the Java wouldn't erupt on you anywhere else in the race. 
Um, and a station with immaculate, scent-free, flushable porta potties, which are magically cleaned and washed every time the doors are opened. I needed one of those yesterday when I had to stop at a park. Uh, don't want to talk about that. They're trying to block it out of my mind. Um, oh, and there will be actual sinks, too, with real soap and clean towels. Um, and when we did this, this reading in um, Atlanta, some mother piped up and tampons, in case you need them, right? <laughs> Um, a station that's the human equivalent of a car wash. You would pass through it on a conveyor belt as sweat, dried salt stains, pit odors, boogers, and leaked urine are cleaned off of your body, hair, and outfit. Since we've talked twice already about leaked urine, we just want to give a small tip here. Black bottoms, right? Black capris, black skirt, black shorts, whatever it happens to be. Hides any bodily fluid coming out of you. So. Especially for races, especially for races. Um, uh, let's see, okay. A station where for a $50 donation to team and training, your kids will be guaranteed not to whine at you for the rest of the day. <laughs> a station where for a $50 donation to girls on the run, you would buy yourself splits that are a minute faster. Um, a photo booth station where you could stop in, get to see a previously taken picture of yourself in the race, then Photoshop it. <laughs> so it looks like you're blitzing along, no thighs jiggling, no grimace on your face, no feet only millimeters off the ground. I mean, there's nothing wrong with walking in a race, but when a, photo, when a picture looks like I'm walking when I was actually running, like, oh, right to my heart, right? Um, no muffin top inching out of your tank, no crotch bulge with the nice shorts. And no shirtless, pot-bellied dude sharing the frame with you. <laughs> a station a quarter mile from the finish line where your running partner, lost since mile four, would miraculously materialize next to you so that you could cross the finish line together, arms raised and trying. Um, and the last one. I'm a station that, when you ran by, automatically removed all negative thoughts from your head. After you passed the table, you immediately loved, loved, loved running. <laughs> Nothing hurt. You were totally meeting your goals. The weather was not too hot, cold, windy, or rainy here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, the course was not too hard or hilly. Life is perfect. Woo! Um, should we do some giveaways? All right. So, so explain a little bit. Just yeah, oh, I am. Okay. I got you. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm not that drunk. Um, so, um, so for the uh, the next thing we want to read from is "Take It from a Mother," and I think a lot of you might see yourselves in the book in this. In uh, "Run Like a Mother," we asked about 150 mom. We had about 150 mother runners to fill out uh, pretty long surveys on everything from you know how they deal with their period on race day to you know what's their favorite race distance, and because we didn't want the books to be just us yak 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 yakking. <laughs> and so uh, then we uh, thankfully had a much larger audience to draw from when we were writing Train Like a Mother. So we sent out a, a survey that was probably twice as long. It was crazy long, like maybe eight pages. And people spent a lot, a lot of time, I'm sure a lot of you did, fill, filling out the questions. And so we sprinkled uh, their, them throughout the book in what we, sections that we call Take It From a Mother. And then rather than have just like kind of, you know, Sarah, mother of three from Portland, Oregon, we have what are called... Um, what we refer to as Bowdens, which I don't know how many of you get the Bowden, Bowden USA catalog 
where it's, you know, like a really cute model, it's, you know, like, loves lemon gelato. <laughs> and um, so... But you uh, know, so she's not just another pretty face, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, she's human because she eats gelato at night, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, Dimity uh, had a lot of fun going through all these and pulling out uh, kind of just tidbits about the person whose answer we chose um, for, the, for the question. So this one that we want to read from is um, a subject that I spent a lot of time thinking about is, do you consider yourself mentally tough? So take it from other. Do you consider yourself mentally tough? Yes, I have multiple sclerosis, and sometimes this causes me to lose gains I've made. My muscles get weak and my legs get spastic. When this happens, I have to start my training all over again. But I have found that each time I begin again, the recovery time to where I was is shorter because I continually get stronger, tougher, and more determined. That's from a, a mother runner named Dawn, and then her little Bowden, her little parentheses is, her favorite pre-run snack is a banana and a Hershey bar. Alternate bites between the two. And uh, this person says, no, not really. Faze fears prey on me disproportionate to reality. It's been a habit for so long that, it's hard, that they're hard to shake, and that makes me feel weak. And that's Holly, who gets lost in books on tapes during runs. Um, and this is, uh, yes. I ran a marathon while passing kidney stones. <laughs> so it's my friend Amanda Upson, who she thought you were. So we talk a lot about Amanda Upson. She's very funny. Um, I won't quit until I pass out unless it's raining. And then I'll go to Starbucks and call it a day. <laughs> um, so that's Amanda. Um, and then if she, her little Bowden is, if she's running fewer than 20 miles a week, she's either on vacation or nearly dead. Um, I'm working on it, but not... Definitely not when I started running. I've got enough runs under my belt now to know I'm not really going to die. And that's uh, Katie, who felt like a real runner when she had surgery, and every nurse who took her pulse in the hospital asked, are you a runner? Um, I can relate a lot to this one. Um, my mental game is by far my weakest attribute as an endurance athlete. On good days, I'm unstoppable. But when my mental toughness get, gets a crack in it, I fall hard downhill. Um, that's Tonia, who owns eight pairs of compression socks. That way I can wear a pair every day if I want. Actually, that's two pairs, but that's probably like mother brain cells kind of dead. <laughs> wear two pairs on one day. Um, yes, I've done two tours in Iraq, finished a marathon, and given birth in a tub in my living room. And that's Bethany, whose favorite podcast to listen to while running is NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Of course, until she heard another mother run. <laughs> Um, and the last one is absolutely giving, eight, giving birth to eight children, which is now nine, is Katie Bell, if you um, are on our oh, Facebook page uh -huh. at all. Um, we'll do that to a woman. There have been times when I honestly felt I couldn't go another step, but dug down deep enough to suck it up and finish the run. Um, and that's Katie, um, who refers to those suck it up moments as a conversation with her inner Jillian Michaels, who is now another mother runner, right? She's a mother of two now. Okay, um, so we're gonna do one final quick reading. Um, and uh, it's right, uh, here, here's yours. So this one is um, another point one, and I'll let Dimity talk. It's uh, that when we wrote Run Like a Mother, which Dimity alluded to as 26.2 chapters, um, we got a little burnt out on writing it, I'll admit. And so- uh, 60,000 words about running, and yeah. your own running, is yeah. after a while you're like, I can't write another word about like it. So anyway, so, um, so I was running the point twos and I was like, what can I plagiarize? 
basically, um, for, for lack of a better word. And so um, I did, if you give a mouse a cookie, or if you give a mom 40 kid-free minutes, what she'll do is she'll go for a run, right? And like, you know, so that was in Run Like a Mother. So for Train Like a Mother, um, I wanted to, of course, um, duplicate the originals. So, um, so I went off of um, The Giving Tree, which is Shel Silverstein's classic, right, that we all, well, Sarah and I love, and I um, cheer up still when I read it. So, um, so I, it's called The Running Path, and then I said by Dimity, and then I put parentheses, kind of, and then um, gave Shell all the credit he deserves in the, in the footnote. Once there was a running path, and she loved a young mother runner, and every day, or as many days as she could make it, the mother runner would run on her dirt and next to her trees and play queen of the world. She would climb her hills and cruise on the flats and eat a goo. And when she was running downhill, she pretended she could always run that fast. <laughs> and when she was tired, she would stretch in the, the shade of the path. The mother runner loved the path very much, and the path was happy. But time went by, and the mother runner got faster and wanted to run longer. And the path was often alone. Then one day on another run, the mother runner ran by the path, and the path said, come, mother runner, come up, come fly up and come, excuse me, come climb up and fly down my hills and eat a goo. Run and be happy. I am beyond your two-mile length. I am training for a 10K, said the mother runner. My training plan has me running for five miles today. I need distance. Can you give me distance? I'm sorry, said the path, but I can't grow. I only have hills and shade, but run my hills, Mother Runner, again and again, and you will be strong and you will go fast. It's a wise path. <laughs> uh, so the Mother Runner ran up the hills again and again, and she became fast, and the path was happy. But the Mother Runner stayed away for a long time, and the path was sad. And then one day the Mother Runner came back. The path shook with joy and said, Come, Mother Runner, climb up and fly down my hills and cruise through my shade and be happy. I am too busy to cruise. I am training for a half marathon, said the Mother Runner. I want a vacation with my girlfriends and a chance to sleep in a quiet hotel room. <laughs> and a plane ride with nobody but me eating my sweetest fish. And so I need to run a half marathon. Can you help me? I am only two miles long, said the path, but my shade is plenty. Come finish your long runs in my shade, and I'll make sure your last miles are pleasant. So the mother runner finished her long runs in the cool shade, and the path was happy. But the mother runner stayed away for a long time, and when she came back, the path was so happy she could hardly speak. Come, mother runner, she whispered, come and run. I am too sad to run, said the mother runner. I am injured from too many races, and I am not sure I'll ever run again. Right now, I just want to run far away. Can you help me? Start here and walk, said the path. Then you can heal and run again and be happy. And so the mother runner started to walk on the path, and then she got healthy and ran many more miles. And the path was happy, but not really. And after a long time, the mom came back again. I am sorry, mother runner, said the path, but I have nothing left for you. My hills aren't steep enough for you. My quads are too weak for big hills, said the mother runner. Some trees have died and my shade isn't as deep as it used to be, said the path. You can't cruise through it. I can hardly cruise anymore, said the mother runner. Well, at least you can still come and eat a goo on me, said the path. <laughs> my stomach can't stomach goo anymore, <laughs> said the mother runner. I am sorry, sighed the path. I wish I could give you something, but I have nothing left. I am just an old path. 
I don't need very much right now, said the mother runner. I don't need to run fast or far anymore. I just need a quiet place to run and find my spirit. I simply want to run. Well, said the path, straightening herself up as much as she could. Well, an old path is good for just running. Come, mother runner, run, run and smile. And so she did, and the path and the mother runner were happy. Well, so there you have it. And again, if you want to see photos from these awesome house parties now to give you a visual along with the audio you just heard, go to our Facebook page at Run Like a Mother, the book, and click on albums. We hope to see you on our website, anothermotherrunner.com. Please purchase our books, Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother, and chat with us on Twitter. I'm at SBS on the Run, and she's at Dimity on the Run. Thanks so much. Many happy miles. <laughs>